What's up, guys? Welcome to the White Tail Canyon Outdoors Podcast. Uh, this is episode seven, I believe, and today in this episode, we are going to recap the coyote hunting contest I was in uh, that we talked about last time, and uh, basically, there were 77 teams in this contest, which isn't a bad turnout for this guy's third year putting it on. Um, he had a little raffle after it, gave away a couple little Ruger Americans and some other little gifts. Uh, nothing crazy, but definitely cool little bonus to it. Um, in this tournament, we actually, we should have placed top five, honestly. We, between bad shooting and just bad luck, we didn't do the best. I say bad shooting. We missed one shot. It wasn't like it was terrible shooting. Um, but nonetheless, we should have had five dolls. We ended up with one. But uh, I was kind of run through a few of the sets. The sets we called dogs on just kind of give you a rundown of the day. Um, started out first stand of the morning. We set up and we had howled these dolls up the night before from my buddy's front porch. And we knew they were across the road from his house. And we got in there and got set up, ran a couple interrogation house first thing in the morning. And didn't really have a response, but that happens sometimes. So from there, we went to um, a serenade. And I'll tell you, I got a little nervous when after the serenade, nothing lit up. I'm not really sure why they didn't answer back to any of that. I'm not really... Sometimes it just happens. You know, sometimes they just don't talk back, and that's part of it. But uh, from there, I ran about, oh, 15 minutes of distress between two different rabbit distress sounds. And then I switched to a pub distress, and I ran it for a few minutes, and... As we were about to get up, actually, I looked over at my buddy, and he looked at me, and he could kind of see past me, and to my left, which was the downwind side, we kind of had a crosswind at this, there was just one lone evergreen and a road, and sure enough, a coyote crossed the road behind us 20 yards away from my buddy's house, like, extremely close to the house. And was sneaking in the back door. And he was an old, nasty, mangy guy. And uh, he was out there about 275 yards. And for some reason, I got it in my head that he was about 350. I didn't take the time to range because as soon as he got downwind, he turned and started to head away. And, you know, that's, that's a dog that's struggling to find food. Obviously, he's not around other coyotes. They outcast them mangy ones. And... He had heard a dying rabbit. He had heard fights and everything. And he still turned and started to go away as soon as he got downwind of us. And I got him stopped. And for some reason, like I said, I I thought he was farther than what he was. And I, I shot right over his back and missed him. So the uh, the day wasn't off to the best start. But, you know, we had a coyote come in. Didn't come from the direction we thought they would, but that's part of it. But uh, definitely had one work. So we got up, went to the next spot. The next spot was a uh, 
we were up on a hill right next to a pond and I looked over a huge bottom with a big creek through it. And a spot that I knew coyotes had been called in before, but it hadn't been called in about three years. So I knew there weren't pressured dogs at this spot. And I sit up there and I let out an interrogation howl. And as soon as the first howl went off, I saw a coyote just start dead bolting in from about 800 yards away. And he got into a ditch, and the ditch actually led to about 50 yards in front of us. So I told my buddy to get ready. Well, when we walked into the spot, we had uh, kicked up a couple of deer. And they kind of went down into that ditch. I didn't really think nothing of it because they were literally standing where we needed to sit when we walked in. So there wasn't much we could do but run them off. Well, about two minutes later, I see two deer pop up. And it's the same deer down the ditch a little ways, about 500 yards away. And just they came out of their dead sprint away from us. I was a little confused. And then all of a sudden I see a third animal coming behind them. And sure enough, the deer and the coyote ran into each other on their way, running away and running to us respectively. And the coyote decided instead of coming into the howl, he was going to try and chase them two does around. And that's what he did. And I had to watch him run away from us, get to about a 1,000 yards, and chase these two does in circles for about 10 minutes straight. That was super frustrating. Nothing really we could do about it, and we didn't have anything else come in on that set. So uh, that one was kind of a bust, but, you know, that happens, and nothing I could do about it. So we got up, went on, I mean, just keep plugging away, go to the third set, and... We start howling, and we get about two howls in, and out pops a coyote about 250. And I tried to get him to come in, but he really didn't want too much to do with it. He was definitely interested in the call. He came a little closer, about 10 yards, but he kept stopping. I don't know if he could see us or what. We weren't hitting the best in this spot because we were kind of just sitting in the middle of a hayfield up against a little stump. But, uh... I could tell he wasn't really interested in breaking into us, so with it being a tournament, you don't risk it too much. I put my gun right on, put the crosshairs on him, squeezed the trigger, and dropped him as tracks. Perfect shot, so we had one out of the first three spots. We knew that dogs were working, so we were pretty optimistic. And our optimism was kind of short-lived, considering we went on to call 12 dry stands after that. We did not see a coyote driving. We didn't hear a single howl. We didn't have any luck at all for the next 12 stands. We called some primo ground, some stuff that had never been called before. A couple spots that hadn't been called in three or four years. With the sets that we made that day, we should have at least killed 10 coyotes, I feel. We should have called 10 coyotes in. And we weren't calling anything in. So uh, that was kind of a bummer. But, you know, teach you a lesson. You can't you can't give up. You just got to keep that positive mindset, you know. Uh, always expect that the next set you're going to call triple in, you know. I mean, you always have to be ready. You always have to have that positive mindset. It goes 
hand in hand with doing good in these contests. So, uh, you know, we kept plugging away and we ended up making this big loop around all these properties. And for the last set of the day, we went to the back side of the first set we called. It's an 800 acre property and we called the front half and that one set, the first set of the day. So we went to the back side for the second set. We're kind of set up in the middle of this old two track, which might not have been the best. It was the best for us seeing, but it might not. In hindsight, it wasn't the best setup. And uh, the problem is the two track was snowy, except for where people had drove across it. It had melted off of there. Well, we didn't think much of it. Honestly, we weren't sure we were going to call anything in the spot. And I run through my sequence that I was mainly used in that day, and I get to Pup Distress, and I'm running. I kind of went to it early, just kind of playing around with some sounds, and uh, I caught a glimpse of something up on the hillside about 1,000 yards away, maybe 800 yards, and I, it was right next to a cow, so I pull up my binoculars and look, and sure enough, there's a coyote sitting on its ass three yards away from this cow. And all of a sudden, he comes in on a rope, just barreling down this hill. So I get my buddy ready, and I quickly see it's a double coming. So uh, I tell him, you know, once he crosses onto this two-track, you go ahead and uh, get on him. Once I get the second one stopped, we'll double up on these. So he gets on his dog, and my dog's coming down the hill, and he comes out and stops perfectly broadside, and I said, you ready? My buddy's like, no, I can't see my dog anymore. Well, he had uh, took his eye off his dog to look at mine and apparently lost the dog, so I didn't know if he ran off or what. So I probably should have just went ahead and shot the second dog. Looking back now, that's what I would have done. But what had happened was the first coyote had stepped out into that two-track and was on the melted part and just blended in perfectly and he couldn't see him. And so about that time, that first coyote made us and they both split out of there pretty fast. And we threw a couple shots at them as they ran, but they uh, were running through some thick stuff and we didn't get lucky. So we ended up with one coyote out of five called and uh, kind of went back to weighing with our tails tucked between our legs and, you know, it was a 35-pound male, about as average as you can get. He was a pretty coyote, but uh, it is what it is on that. And there's, we'll go back next year. We're going to hunt it again next year, and we're going to give her hell and see if we can't do a little better. Because I, I, know, I know we should be able to call more coyotes than that. We were just having a, a rough day. And uh, everyone we talked to at the tournament seemed to be having a hard time calling them up. So, uh, what I really think happened, and I've seen this happen many times before, is it snowed the night of registration, the night before the tournament, and it stopped about midnight where we were hunting. And every spot we went into was covered in tracks. So, I'm 99% sure them coyotes just ran the whole night after the snow stopped, and then they kind of bedded up during the day. And it wasn't exactly cold. It was about 35 degrees, so they didn't have to move. And they just kind of held up and because they had hunted all night, which makes it tough to call them during the day, that's for sure. So uh, 
But that's that. That's the recap of the tournament. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to give her hell and keep calling. I'm up to 16, I believe, called in in the last two weeks, which is pretty decent numbers for us. Uh, it's better than what we have been doing recently, so that's good news. And, uh, as I said, we're going to, I'm going to take next weekend off, which is, well, it's this weekend, the, uh, 23rd and 24th and then the next week in the end of the month I'm going to hit it real hard so we will uh, we'll definitely see what we can do there I'm going to do some bobcat sets and uh, that leads me into kind of what I want to talk about this week is uh, just the grind the grind that is a coyote contest and uh just persevering through the hardships uh with anything in life guys you got to persevere through it there's going to be hardships no matter what you do no matter your profession no matter your family life however you live your life you're going to go through hard times eventually and if you don't push through if you don't give it your all you're really just letting yourself down and you never know you never know what could be around the other side of uh of that hardship you know a lot of great things come right after the darkest hour so uh kind of like that hunt we had man we we hunted all day and it started off great and then we went through a, a hell of a time just it was some of the hardest hunting i'd ever had on what should have been some of the best ground i've ever hunted and it all led up to us finally breaking through and calling that double in and even though we didn't kill those two coyotes it it was a really good feeling to break through, get two coyotes in, know, hey, we're doing this right. We know what we're doing. We're just had we just had shit luck all day. So uh just make sure you're you're not giving up on yourself. Don't give up too early. Especially if you're paying the money to be in one of these contests. Don't give up just because you haven't killed anything. You never know. Between the side pots of you know, big male, little male, big female, little female, and mangy dog. Anyone can get lucky and kill one of those. That takes absolutely no skill at all. And who knows? I mean, if I'd have shot that first dog of the morning, I might have had mangy dog and brought home a thousand dollars. You know, but I, I missed, and you know, I could have got down on myself. I could have been pouty and pissed off all day, and probably missed every other shot I took. But you just gotta have a short memory get through it and do exactly what you know to do on the next one and sure enough that's what i did and i dropped him one of the better shots i've had in a while um or right through the head at 250 yards that don't get much better than that so uh no just make sure you guys persevere and keep trying these things are not easy to kill they're very adaptive they're very smart animals, and uh, the more people that hunt them, and it seems like there's more and more every year, the smarter they're going to get and the harder they're going to be to kill. So uh, you got to try new things and really just go after them and give them your all.